And fuckers, 99 here. No new episode this week, but I wanted to try and give you a little dose of Max in the meantime. Thank you all so much for being understanding of this quick break we're taking. We're probably going to be back in action in the next week or so, so hang tight and stay tuned. You know, outside of UNFTR, there's a lot going on in the world. And I know for me, when I'm overwhelmed with news media information, I like to throw myself into reading and learn on my own terms, whether to educate on a current issue or even as a means of escape. So in honor of that, me and Manny put together a book love mashup from our previous episodes to inspire your reading list. This will start with some episodes that were sort of towards the beginning of the show. We didn't formally introduce the segment until a couple months in, and sometimes in the early days we'd even forget to shout them out. But never fear, if a book was used, it's definitely referenced on the episode's corresponding page at unftr.com episodes. And as you all know, books and sourcing are super integral to the show and our process. We always want you to have the same resources we have so you have the tools to research further, and so you know we're not full of shit, essentially. And we throw them all up on our bookshop.org account, so you can easily browse our suggested reading list. For those who are unfamiliar with Bookshop, it's a B Corp that's dedicated to selling books the right way. It's essentially the anti-Amazon. I pulled this snippet from their about page. Quote, Bookshop is an online bookstore with a mission to financially support local independent bookstores. We believe that bookstores are essential to a healthy culture. They're where authors can connect with readers, where we discover new writers, where children get hooked on the thrill of reading that can last a lifetime. They're also anchors for our downtowns and communities. As more and more people buy their books online, we wanted to create an easy, convenient way for you to get your books and support bookstores at the same time. If you want to find a specific local bookstore to support, find them on our map and they'll receive the full profit of your order. Otherwise, your order will contribute to an earnings pool that will be evenly distributed among independent bookstores, even those that don't use Bookshop. We also support anyone who advocates for books through our affiliate program, which pays 10% commission on every sale and gives a matching 10% to independent bookstores. Bookshop wants to give back to everyone who promotes books, authors, and independent bookstores. By design, we give away over 75% of our profit margins to stores, publications, authors, and others who make up the thriving, inspirational culture around books. We hope that Bookshop can help strengthen the fragile ecosystem and margins around book selling and keep local bookstores an integral part of our culture and communities." End quote. So that's how we do it over here at UNFTR. We're an affiliate. When you buy books, they support us, and they also support local bookstores. Plus, as of this recording, Bookshop has raised $19,454,647.43 for local bookstores, which is fucking amazing. Also, I wanted to do a special shout out for our bookstore owner and residence, Bookstore Kim, over at Green Mountain Books in Lindenville, Vermont. Stop by if you're in the area and tell her 99 sent you. And so before I go, I thought I'd let y'all know what I'm reading right now outside of any episode resources. So I picked up this book at a local bookstore near me called Their Plant Eyes, A Personal and Cultural History of Blindness by M. Leona Godin. It's such a fascinating book. The author tells her story of losing her sight gradually, what that was like, how she learned and adapted, and also tells the history of ocular centrism, which is the privileging of vision over the other senses, and how that plays a role in our culture and challenges what it means to be blind slash how we think about blindness. I really recommend it. The cover stood out to me. It was just a beautifully designed book. So as a designer, you know, I'm, I'm often drawn to pretty things. Which, of course, is why you hired me but it also had Braille on the cover of the title, which I just thought was, you know, a nice authentic touch. And I was actually lucky enough to get an autographed copy because the author had just recently done a talk at the bookstore I shopped at, which was pretty cool. So I'm a one book a time girl, unlike Max, who can somehow juggle 10. So that's all from my list. But before I go and throw it to Max of the past, 
I wanted to remind you that you can purchase any books mentioned today at bookshop.org slash shop slash UNFTRpod. And I've recently added a new list called Unfucker Book Recommendations, and that houses all the awesome books you send in for other unfuckers to read. And you can check that out by going to this annoying URL, which I will also put in show notes, bookshop.org slash lists slash UNF dash CKER dash book dash recommendations. All right, here we go. So we start this with episodes from 2021. We didn't have any book love in our 2020 episodes, but here we are on March 18th of 2021. The Stimulate This Biatch episode about what else? Stimulus bills. In our book love section, The New New Deal by Michael Grunwald that we referenced in the show. Next, on April 8th, we have Mass Incarceration, The War on Drugs, and I think the episode title says it all here. In terms of book love, we have Chasing the Scream by Johan Hari, which talks about the Billie Holiday connection with uh, Harry Anslinger and the origins of uh, The War on Drugs. We have The New Jim Crow, obviously, by Michelle Alexander. And we have also Just Mercy by Brian Stevenson. Here we have April 23rd's Corporate Irresponsibility Part 1, Financial Fuckery and Tax Evasion. And this was the first of a two-part series on financial fuckery, most of which was devised by all you-know-who, <coughs> Milton Friedman. Book love! First off, we'll stay on a Matt Taibbi theme for a minute. I want to go back and suggest an oldie but a goodie with Griftopia. It's a great primer on the fuckery behind the financial crisis. Then, definitely move into Jane Mayer's Dark Money, which is still required reading for anyone with a pulse and political curiosity, in my opinion. And more recently, I just finally got through The Price of Peace, the biography on John Maynard Keynes. It is fucking awesome. And I'll probably be referencing it a lot. And next at bat, we have May 7th, The Assange Problem. Either set him free or go full fascism. Again, another self-explanatory title, methinks. Book love! So, in putting this together, there were two uh, book sources that I use primarily. Uh, one is called In Defense of Julian Assange. It's a compendium of articles and essays curated by Tariq Ali and Margaret Kunstler. Yes, that Kunstler, one of his daughters. Amazing. And the other one is No Place to Hide by Glenn Greenwald. No Place to Hide gives some context in real time for what was really going on during the Snowden leaks. So check that one out as well if you haven't uh, purchased that book. Ah, uh, a classic. May 21st, Cuba not so libre. Vas bien, Fidel? Here, Max gives us a bird's-eye explanation of Cuba's history and takes us through its relationship with America, its natural brother. Book love, we have Cuba Since the Revolution of 1959, a critical assessment by Samuel Farber, as you heard at the end of the episode, Compañero, The Life and Death of Che Guevara by Jorge Castaneda, and Imperialism, Neoliberalism, and Social Struggles in Latin America. It's a real barn burner. You'll love it. Ooh, shit. Here comes another heavy hitter, potentially the heaviest of them all. June 9th, Fuck Milton Friedman, the Chicago School of Economics. FMF all day, baby. We're going to do a little book love because if you're still into the flow of the show, I want to make sure that we get some of this stuff out. The first book is People, Power, and Profits, The Progressive Capitalism for an Age of Discontent by Joseph Stiglitz. Next up, we have The Economist's Hour. I really like this one a whole bunch. It's uh, by Binyamin Applebaum, uh, False Profits, Free Markets, and the Fracture of Society. Then, of course, we have The Chicago School by Johann von Overfeldt, how the University of Chicago assembled the thinkers who revolutionized economics and business. And finally, once again, The Price of Peace, Money, Democracy, and the Life of John Maynard Keynes, Zachary D. Carter, author. These were the primary books that we dipped into 
in addition to uh, Capital by Thomas Piketty. Oh, look, another fuckhead. June 19th, Manufacturing Descent, How We Let an Aussie Destroy the U.S., all about Rupert Murdoch and his evil fucking empire. First up, we've got Book Love. We've got The Man Who Owns the News, Inside the Secret World of Rupert Murdoch. That's the one by Michael Wolff. It's really totally not necessary to get it. Uh, Wolf's not the greatest writer in the world, but it did have some interesting nuggets if you are into our hashtag and want to continue to fuck Rupert Murdoch. Then we've got Backstory, Inside the Business of News by Ken Oletta. And of course, Hate Inc. by Matt Taibbi. So I could try and do an accent here, but I think it's better off I don't. Here we have July 31st, O Canada, Digging Through America's Attic, which gives a brief overview of the Canadian economic and political system and dispels a few myths along the way. Plus, this one featured our friends over at Canada Land. We're back with some book love. We have Unknown and Unforgettable, a guide to Canada's Prime Ministers by Gary Schley, and also Applied Political Theory and Canadian Politics by David McGrain. This is one of my favorite episodes Max has put together. August 7th, The Economics of Racism, Bootstraps, Black Banks, and Redlining, where we covered the economic side of systemic racism in the United States. Required listening if you miss this one on fuckers. Book Love, you heard me reference it a lot. The Color of Money, Black Banks, and the Racial Wealth Gap by Mersa Baradan. Oh, Mirsa. Now you gave me the pronunciation here. Fucking best 99. Anyway, it's called The Color of Money, Black Banks, and the Racial Wealth Gap. Then you have The Color of Law, A Forgotten History of How Our Government Segregated America by Richard Rothstein. Kill Switch, The Rise of the Modern Senate by Adam Gentleson, which I believe is already in Bookshop, right, for us. And uh, a new one we just added, The Essential Kerner Commission Report, edited by Jelena Cobb. Here we have another heavy episode. September 10th, 9-11, a story in three parts. This covers one date across roughly 50 years, in 1973, 2001, and 2021. Book love. Check out anything by Jeremy Scahill. But in particular, in this episode, we've got Blackwater, and uh, Dirty Wars. Really, really incredible books. Uh, defining books uh, for me in my journey, for sure. I admire Jeremy Scahill greatly. I think he's one of the best foreign correspondents and, and reporters. And he actually came up under Amy Goodman over at Democracy Now! He was her intern. So uh, he is a is an Amy Goodman invention. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Do these topics ever get lighter? This is September 18th, Building the Climate Industrial Complex. Strange Bedfellows, Wildfires, and Heat Waves. Book Love. Of course, we have All Hell Breaking Loose, The Pentagon's Perspective on Climate Change by Michael T. Clare. You can check that out in bookshop.org and uh, the UNFTR store in particular. Okay, here's another one of my favorites. September 25th, UNFTR and LGBTQ, Behind the Acronyms. This was a great establishing episode where we covered some language and history so we could properly introduce issues facing LGBTQ people into the larger context of socioeconomic and political topics we cover on UNFTR. Let's put our book love up top since we did have a couple of good resources. The one again was The Deviant's War by Eric Cervini. That just came out last year. And again, it's written in narrative historical form and it's, it's an awesome book. I, I highly recommend it. And the other one was, again, 10 years old. But it was a pretty good framework for the discussion of the criminalization of LGBTQ people in the United States. It's called Queer Injustice. That one's by Joey Mogul, Andrea Ritchie, and Kate Whitlock. Here's another Milton Friedman-adjacent episode. October 2nd, The Washington Consensus, Consensus is Not Consent, about the economist John Williamson's paper that became a policy framework for the old neoliberals. Let's start with Book Love. I've quoted this book before, so I think it might have already been up in the uh, bookshop. You can find Imperialism, Neoliberalism, and Social Struggles in Latin America 
It's a compendium of really, really quality essays about the Latin American struggle against neoliberalism. So we linked a, a number of the essays that were in there. Yay, everyone's favorite president who did cool shit but was also a dickhead and did bad shit. I guess that could be anybody. Well, this is October 16th, From Bull Moose to Jackass, U.S. Progressivism from 1912 to 2021, about the Progressive Party and Mr. Teddy Roosevelt. Book love today. One is, and they're both what we referenced in the episode, obviously. The one is by Henry Pringle, titled Theodore Roosevelt's The Biography. And the other is The Promise of American Life, the updated edition by Herbert Crowley. You can find both of those where, 99? Bookshop.org slash shop slash UNFTRpod. That's right. That's our bookstore. Okay, this one is going to be hard for me to say. All right, October 23rd, Captive Social Fascial Liberal de Marxism. Did I do it? <laughs> Exploring isms in the modern age, where we cover, you guessed it, fascism, socialism, communism, Marxism, and capitalism. For book love this week, as you heard, we have Communist Manifesto by a guy named Karl Marx. Uh, the copy that I have includes the 18th premiere of Louis Bonaparte and a couple of other selected essays. You should maybe have a copy of Das Kapital and The Wealth of Nations from Adam Smith in your library as well if you're interested in this shit. If you're still here after that episode, and I'm not entirely confident that anyone is. But if you dig this stuff, check out those books. And of course, there's Capitalism, Socialism and Democracy by Joseph Schumpeter, which, like I said, it's really a lot to get through. But it's amazing. It's an amazing book. And it's certainly more timely and relevant is that it's only 70 years old as opposed to 170 years old. Here's the first of two companion episodes. November 6th, The Global Order of Money. How exactly does it make the world go round? Here we looked big picture at the nature of currency, trade, and debt. So let's start with book love really quickly. The War That Ended the Peace by Margaret Macmillan truly is one of the most inspiring books that I've ever read. She breaks it down by nation involved in the war and talks about the buildup and sort of gets rid of the myth that the assassination of Archduke Ferdinand was like the entire reason that the world descended into complete madness and chaos. But the real takeaway there was that like the world at that time, the Western world at least, had really no reason, incentive, motivation, no undercurrent of like disputes. I mean, literally these people were fucking related. They were all family members. And then just boom, it happened. And you never see it coming. Nobody saw that coming. Margaret McMillan does, I think, the best job covering that period. Fascinating, fascinating read. It's a few years old now, but it doesn't matter because it was written about something in 1914. So what the fucking, what, what difference does it make, right? You need updated information, just, just get the goddamn book. Okay. Anyway, a new book, The World for Sale, Money, Power, and the Traders Who Barter the Earth's Resources, also available in our bookstore at uh, bookshop.org slash shop slash UNFTRpod. That's a fun read, actually. It's pretty cool. They talk a lot about Mark Rich, which is pretty fascinating because it's something I kind of loosely understood. And the last one is Zombie Capitalism, Global Crisis and the Relevance of Marx by Chris Harmon. That one I didn't quote here, but I reference it quite often. It's a it's a pretty deep, rich book. So there you go. And here's number two, November 13th, The Global Order of Power, Money, Position and Might. Here we examine Money Sister Power, a classic American-centric journey spanning 75 years from the Cold War through the War on Terror. So books, we got book love. The first one, I had promised you a few episodes that I was going to go deeper into the Dulles Brothers, and I did, and I ate this book. I consumed it. I just couldn't stop taking it in. I loved it so much. So it's called The Brothers. We've got that in our bookshop. We put Machiavelli's The Prince in our bookshop, and then we've got Clausewitz on War in our bookshop as well. I didn't read the entire thing. Uh, I read in college. 
And I had a pretty marked up copy of it, which was kind of weird to see what I thought was important in college and then look back at it now. But anyway, we had selections from Klauswitz in there. Uh, we also had The Hawk and the Dove about Nietzsche and Kennan, which is a pretty good one, too. There were some really key clips in there about Paul Nietzsche that I found important. A compendium of uh, Zinn articles, so Howard Zinn on war and the political economy of the early Cold War as well. On to November 20th's episode, the It's Fucked For Sure bill and the ghosts of spending bills passed, all about our favorite bill, H.R. 3684, a.k.a. the infrastructure bill, a.k.a. the It's Fucked For Sure bill. We did have two books. They're both callbacks. They're already in our bookstore. So The Deficit Myth by Stephanie Kelton, of course, and uh, The New New Deal by Michael Grunwald. If you're ever interested in seeing how these things actually get made and how they get passed, I think that's the closest you're ever going to get. Here's a weird one. On November 26, Max decided to put out an episode called Pirates of the Caribbean, Debt, Diplomacy, and Destruction. I guess he just really loves Orlando Bloom? I mean, I suppose I can't blame him. And for our book club this week, we have, as we discussed, a short history of U.S. interventions in Latin America and the Caribbean by Alan McPherson, Rafael D'Aleo, American Imperialism's Undead, Occupation of Haiti and the Rise of Caribbean Anticolonialism, and Samantha Chaitram, which is the book called American Foreign Policy in the English-Speaking Caribbean. There you have it. Happy birthday, Uncle Noam. On December 4th, ahead of Chomsky's 93rd birthday, we put out Happy Noam Chomsky Day. Pundits, public intellectuals, and charlatans to celebrate this man's extraordinary achievements and contributions to society. We have a lot of resources for this show. And in our book love, on our bookshop, we listed out of the 120 fucking books that this guy wrote, we listed kind of a highlight. We've got well, you'll see it in our bookshop, and it's also linked in show notes. Go check that. Hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. 99 here from the future. Well, it's the present for me, but I guess for you it's the past? I don't know. Since Max glazed over the selected Chomsky works, I figured I'd list them all out here for you. A lot of them have subheadings, so I'm going to say the word colon so you know that it's the subheading and not a new book. Okay, so we have syntactic structures, turning the tide, colon, U.S. intervention in Central America and the struggle for peace, the Chomsky reader, Manufacturing Consent, colon, The Political Economy of the Mass Media, Rethinking Camelot, colon, JFK, The Vietnam War and U.S. Political Culture, Media Control, colon, The Spectacular Achievements of Propaganda, Profit Over People, colon, Neoliberalism and Global Order, The Umbrella of U.S. Power, colon, The Universal Declaration of Human Rights and the Contradictions of U.S. Policy, Gaza in Crisis, you guessed it, colon, Reflections on Israel's War Against Palestinians, and Requiem for the American Dream, colon, The Ten Principles of Concentration of Wealth and Power. And we mentioned Reporter by Seymour Hirsch, which really is an incredible read. So he takes you all through the reporting that he did on the My Lai Massacre and really kind of exposes the fuckery inside all these vaunted institutions that we consider the, you know, the, the height of journalism kind of shows how everything really works and how decisions get made there. And uh, it's a little disconcerting, but also explains a lot. So check out Reporter by Seymour Hirsch and check out everything that Noam Chomsky's ever written. And then someday you too will be 93. Moving right along, we have December 18th's Labor Unions, From Pullman to Kellogg's, Labor's Long Hard Road. The resources for the show, they're linked in the show notes. I won't go over those, but I do want to call out two of the books in particular because you heard me reference them a lot. That was State of the Union, A Century of American Labor by Nelson Lichtenstein, and There is Power in a Union, The Epic Story of Labor in America. That's that's a big one. 
I actually didn't get through every single chapter, but I would say I got through about two thirds of the book, but it's about 800 pages. So that's why this episode took so long. Anyway, Philip Dre, There's Power in a Union. Check that out. The other that we referenced uh, that's probably of note is Kurt Anderson's Evil Geniuses, The Unmaking of America, because there was a really good section on unions in there. And we'll probably pull from that one in the Stiglitz book in, uh, in future ones. Oh, Narrative Economics is also amazing. Wow. And we're already moving into 2022 episodes. We have this one, which is obviously near and dear to my heart. January 7th, A Mostly Vegan World, Plant Fuckers Can Save Us All, which looks at veganism from a climate, economic and supply chain perspective. But I do get my few little minutes to talk about how animals are the best. Plant fuckers for life. In terms of book love, as you heard, we pulled a lot from The Economics of Sustainable Food by Nicoletta Bettini and Animal Vegetable Junk, A History of Food from Sustainable to Suicidal by Mark Bittman. Both really, really good reads. The Economics of Sustainable Food, uh, I think, is intended strictly for policymakers. It is a very good and comprehensive book that pulls together just, I mean, a shit ton of scientific research. So a lot of validation in that book as well. So I highly recommend it. Next in line is Tweedledee. January 15th, libertarians are exhausting, but they might be onto some things. Part one. For book love, Libertarian Mind by David Bowes, Dark Money by Jane Mayer, never get enough of that book, Democracy in Chains by Nancy McLean, Notes on Democracy by H.L. Mencken, and Rights of Man by Thomas Paine, which you, if you haven't read it, you just need to read it. Just required reading. And here we have Tweedledum. January 22nd's Libertarians Are Exhausting, Inside the 50-Year American Coup d'Etat, Part 2. The book love and the pod love is the same from last week, although I added back in The Illusion of Free Markets by Bernard Harcourt. That book is so fucking good. Oh. And Evil Geniuses by Kurt Anderson. We went back into that one, too. And we're already at our penultimate for this episode. February 5th's Peak Oil. It's a crude, crude world. Max outdid himself here and managed to talk about oil for, I don't know, three hours? I guess I'm only kidding. This really was a super informative episode and is guaranteed to play a huge role in future unfuckings. I just want to do the book love really quickly because we quoted a lot of different things here. So we've got Oil's Endless Bid by Dan Dicker. It's a pedestrian but informative account of what it's like to be a commodities trader and what went wrong with the business. Then we've got Illusion of Free Markets by my man Bernard Harcourt. And we've talked about Harcourt a lot. The first few sections of the book are very inaccessible, but they do provide a valuable history of the impact of Enlightenment thinkers on the new class of free market promoters. The other is The Futures by Emily Lambert. I didn't quote from this, but I pulled from it. So a lot of inspiration just in understanding how the world works. It's quite possibly one of my favorite business books of all time. It's a great read told in really fun and engaging anecdotes that helps anyone access and understand the bizarre world of the markets. And we've got Oil 101 by Morgan Downey. It's a fundamental book to understand the product itself and the markets that move it. Crude World, as you heard, by Peter Moss. It's required reading, in my opinion, for anyone interested in the dark underbelly of oil and gas. Blood Oil by Leif Wanner. Not my favorite. It's a little overreaching with the historical and sociopolitical connections it tries to make, but it does contain some solid anecdotal insights to support a broader thesis of corruption. And uh, one that I actually I had for a while and I only got to in preparing for the show is The Asylum, The Renegades Who Hijacked the World's Oil Market by Leah McGrath Goodman. It is fucking awesome. So if you're really into this topic, this is the book for you. This is the one to read. I came to it really late, as I said, but it's such a deep, excellent narrative into the world that very few people know or understand. 
Anyway, that's Book Love. We'll get all of the links and show notes here. And lastly, our most recent full episode, February 19th, Corporate America's Banner Year. Please understand that they hate you. This episode is a grower. I've listened to it like three or four times, honestly, and every time I was astounded over and over again. Fuck you, Corporate America. Let's get into book love for this week. The two books that, uh, aside from my college macroeconomics textbook, that I leaned on were The Economist Hour by Benjamin Applebaum, which is actually a great read. I like that book a lot, and I reference it uh, from time to time. And uh, it's not for the faint of heart. Uh, Capital by Tomah Piketty. It is... um, I think capital will go down in history as important as Wealth of Nations or Das Capital. It's it's that big. It's that organized. It's that important. Anyway, so those are the two books for book love. Um, before, Don't forget about the deficit myth. Oh, yeah. And the deficit myth, of course, by Stephanie Kelton. We have that in there. We've had that in there for a while. Hope these little blasts from the past were fun and inspired you to pick up a book this weekend. Maybe one you already have. Or you could go order a bunch and hoard them like I do. Either way, thanks so much for listening. We'll keep you in the loop about when we'll be back for real. But as always, Unfucking the Republic is edited and arranged by Many Faces Media. Hey, just to let you know what I'm reading, uh, this is a great new book uh, by Dan Charnis called Dilla Time, The Life and Afterlife of Jay Dilla, the hip-hop producer who reinvented rhythm. It's a great book. Macmillan put it out. They say equal parts biography, musicology, and cultural history. Dilla Time chronicles the life and legacy of Jay Dilla, a musical genius who transformed the sound of popular music for the 21st century. Uh, Questlove says this book is a must for everyone interested in illuminating the idea of unexplainable genius. And uh, I think folks, especially into music, would be super surprised at the influence that this uh, little known outside of, you know, hip hop or music uh, producer had on music and on by extension, you know, hip-hop culture, popular culture. It's a great book. Dan Charnas is a great author, and that's what I'm reading. Thought you should know. This show is lovingly produced by the great and powerful 99. That's me. Our theme music was composed by Tom McGovern. Visit TomMcGovern.com. The show is hosted by Fish and distributed by Funky Jams. Send us your comments, your questions, your suggestions to unftrpod at gmail.com. Connect with us on social at unftrpod. Become a member at buymeacoffee.com slash unftr. Visit our book list at bookshop.org slash shop slash UNFTRpod. Get some native roasted coffee at UNFTR.com slash shop and read our essays on UNFTR.substack.com. Remember, they'll always be free. See you later, Max. See you later, 99. That's me as Max. Bye, y'all. Oh, uh, one other thing. And you think back, Stephen, just in the last year of what this country has gone through. I think the president made the point that he made it. Well, let's be clear. This is the most difficult moment uh, in our lifetimes. And if you feel depressed and if you feel anxious and you feel confused, you know what? Welcome to the club. That's how all of America feels right now. You just think about what happened. You know, before Biden even took office, we had an insurrection led by a president who is lying to the American people trying to undermine American democracy. We're now dealing with the pandemic, which soon will claim a million of our fellow Americans and make so many other people sick. We're dealing with climate change. Scientists tell us we're losing the struggle for a planet to leave to our kids that'll be healthy and how will. Uh, we're dealing with an economy 
We're half of our people living paycheck to pay, paycheck. People can't afford uh, this dysfunctional health care system that we have. And then Putin uh, invades Ukraine. So this is just an extraordinary moment uh, in our history. And we have got to be tough. We can do it. The president is right. Uh, but we have to think this thing through, not fall for, you know, simplistic solutions. But if we stand together and have the courage to do the right thing, in this incredibly difficult moment in history, we can prevail. Now, I understand. I'm going to take 